0: You are listening to The Independent Dealer Podcast with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Independent Dealer Podcast brought to you by Buckeye Dealership Consulting. Today we have Mr. Bill Metzinger with us. Hello, Metzinger. Metzinger, Metzinger. beautiful Bill. I got that
1: messed
2: up last time, didn't I? I think so,
0: yeah. What an idiot. So, Bill, you own Red, White, and Blue Autos. Yeah, one of the owners, yes. One of the owners. Where are you guys at? Give us, give uh, us where are you from. Ashland, uh, or sales
2: lot is in Ashland, Pennsylvania, which is about basically uh, northwest uh, Pennsylvania, about two hours from Philly, about an hour from Allentown. And just one location? One location. Okay. And then we have, a sales, or we have a sales lot, one location, and we have a recon center and sort of corporate headquarters. That's about 20 minutes south. Okay, so all. Corporate headquarters and recon center in the same spot. Yeah, collections, accounting, marketing, everything's there. The only thing that happens in sales is a sales lot. We have two bays that uh, we have one tech there, details there as well. We do photos there, but uh, mostly everything with the exception of sales happens at the recon center slash headquarters.
1: That that makes it a little easier, Mm. I think. Yeah, it's a smart kind of a hub. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you're in like a beautiful little utopia where everyone buys cars and pays for them perfectly. Um <laughs> we're blessed. Great, it's I a mean, great community, you know, right? Have,
2: I've I have I have friends that are, are in the big cities and and our models are our models are certainly a little bit different. Um <laughs> but we're blessed. I always say that people in our area, if uh if they're there a year after high school they're going to be the rest of their lives so we don't have a lot of transient people like they're not going from city to city to city like a lot of your city like if people. you grew
1: i mean if you grew up there it's, you it's tough there.
2: you're going to stay there
1: you you're like there. it your you're family's there, there. yeah you're,
0: you're there. that makes yeah. that makes collections easier sure. Yeah. sounds like a great it recipe does. for success yeah. so how did you get into the business bill give us your
2: background uh i'll give you a i'll give you the two-minute version yeah. <laughs> um i actually was the investment business from 2000 to 2012 um and got out of that business and i actually had a small property uh along in ashton, pennsylvania um that uh that i had and a friend of mine at the time always talked about buy here, pay here because it's a business that he wanted to get into and um i ended up putting a business plan together in the summer of 2013 the business plan was to do eight to ten cars a month and have four employees <laughs> we opened up in january uh we sold 38 cars uh february we sold 62 cars and we didn't look back Wow. Uh, so yeah, it, it blew up pretty fast. Um, there was a need for it in that area. Really, wasn't at the time a lot of competition. Mm. There's a little more that came in, and then soon after, about six months later, we bought the Recon Center because we needed, uh, you know, we needed technicians to basically put these cars together. Yeah. So. so
1: when you started this, absolutely zero car experience. Zero car Zero car experience. You're not
2: a car guy. Not a car guy. Well, a, never even changed. Never even changed all in my life. It's not not an idiot like me. No, i Just no. grew up as turning wrenches and training. No, I mean it, I. I entered it from a lot of guys will enter this business from the car side of it. I entered it purely from the finance side. I think it was a positive looking at it that way. I think so too. Yeah, the car is, the, I always say the car is the commodity. Um, and it's no matter what, it's, whatever widget it is, it's, it's the finance yeah. side of the bank side. For sure. I mean, look, looking back, that's
1: being a car guy limits you on this business portion of it. Being a business guy doesn't limit you because it's just selling anything, right? Yes. Really I harder. always joke
0: around. I wish I wish that these were like refrigerators or toasters mm-hmm. that yeah. we could do this with because well, we I mean, it, it so wouldn't still blow still up. You could find it ourselves. So yeah. It'd just be a little harder repo. <laughs> cars are cars are running around, little explosions <laughs> yeah. constantly. Exactly, exactly. So so within ten years, right? I mean, how long? Eight, now? Years. eight, eight years now. You, you've running this thing. You've I mean that's some growth, man. How do you manage that? How do you handle that? Is that like did you did you after month three, did you sit down and say, whoa, 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 guys, new pro forma, new projections. We're not going to be here. We're going to be up here. How do we get there? Uh, we- after three months, it wasn't that calculated. We were just trying to get money from. <laughs> we were just
2: trying to get money. You're um, bleeding cash. Well, whenever, we have a. We're blessed to have a partner that you know had assets, so we you know yeah. we continually brought in um, um, assets. So definitely was not that planned out. Uh, uh-huh. I would say at you know at six months a year, eighteen months, you're starting to see okay, we can project this out to maybe fifty sales or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Now we average about a hundred, but you know we did a projection for a long time in oh. that fifty to sixty a month range. And continue to, you know, continue to grow off of that, um, you know, continue to get better banking relationships, continue to get better rates, yeah. uh, continue to just progress as, as it, you know, I mean eight years seems like not that long, but yeah, it's, it, it, it certainly, it, it just continued to grow and grow and, and grow over that time. And how many accounts do you have now, do you think? Oh, uh, we have, well, exactly, actually at um, 2,000 and about 31 million of AR right now.
0: Jeez, that's going wow. got to be your entire county, huh?
2: Well, actually, it, it, it's funny, our, our immediate county, um, probably 15% of our business comes from like within 10, 12 miles, 15 miles of where we're at, which is our county. Mm-hmm. But we do service about an 80, 90 mile radius yeah. of where we're from. So if you look at, you know, we, we sort of do a map every month looking at the a spot on a google map for all our sales for that month and you just to see where the pockets of of, of sales are, deliveries are coming from and you know we see a lot of our sales are 40 yeah. 50 miles away so the immediate is not really i mean yeah. the town of ashland pennsylvania yeah. has 1800 people uh-huh. you know we might do one or two sales a <laughs> month okay. from that town well, but it's you're willing move. to go out
0: 40 50 miles you have a uh, 90, miles. Limit? 90, 90, oh, miles. 90 yeah we go got yeah. about 90 miles. yeah we okay that's what miles. we do yeah okay yeah about
2: but we try miles. to stay in the state but about a 90 mile but 90 right. miles where we're at is, is, is 90 minutes away. You know, you do 90 miles in Dallas, Texas, that takes you four yeah. days. <laughs> I mean, it's just not because every yeah. to go across town takes yeah. two hours yeah, yeah, in our yeah. area to go 10 miles takes 10 minutes. That's kind of uh, the way it is in my area. In too, area. Yeah. 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 Do you find
0: that do the customers, are they, do they pay less as they're further away from your dealership or, or the same type of payer? I always feel like when guys start getting out of that, like reach, I can't grab them right. on a, right. on an afternoon that they, they know it. You right. Know, and they yeah, they no, not released. not
2: really. I mean we we um the, the area that we're at, um, we tend to go sort of west out towards State College and north up towards the New York border, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton, and stuff. And I think it's a lot of the same demographic and the same type of people. That again, you're there after high school, you're there forever, kind of thing. We're still pretty far away from major cities, um, but but really not. I mean, we underwrite the same whether they're whether they're 80 miles from us or you know eight miles away. From so us. that's a
1: very interesting thing to bring up because I typically grade the further they go out, they get less
2: points. Okay, right. but they, you're saying you don't do that. I know we we had that model and we we, we just looked at it as if you know, we looked at it as the same. I mean, because okay. because the reality is everyone has a jeep. We use you know who's it on um, and you know GPS um, payment reminder sure. and and shut off. So whether we're buzzing a car that's eighty miles away or eight miles away, it, so, it's really not a big deal. So let's mm-hmm. bring up something else that happens with that distance relationship. We'll
1: call it is getting the car's warranty work done right. and not being in your shop. How have you leveraged relationships in that 90 miles to make it work
2: we probably have 30 or 40 sort of uh you know, premier shops that mm-hmm. we have on our list so yeah first thing we do with the you know, customer calls in about a service problem engine knocking just an example mm-hmm. we'll come in and, and they'll say okay where, where's the car at zip code we'll put the zip code into a, basically a google a google form and it'll show the shops based off their address of the closest shops and we'll say okay here's a shop that's about mm-hmm. eight miles away here's a shop that's three mm-hmm. miles away or we'll tell the customer do you have a shop that you worked with in the past that you have faith in that you trust mm-hmm. and that's how we found some of our best shops yeah. out of the area was by talking to customers as and they say oh yeah our family been dealing with you know jimmy's garage for the last 40 years we'll reach out to them and say you're interested in giving us a, a quote on this job and that's how we sort of built this network of outside shops so really yeah, it, it, is now awesome. sometimes if the quotes are if we're not really sure about the opinion yeah. of the of the shop or Whatever it may be, parts are too much, whatever they might need a month to get it done. In those cases, we'll, we'll take a, we'll, we'll send a flatbed, bring it back to our shop, and turn it around. But okay. a lot of the a lot of the shops do a lot of our outside work, and it even old, perfect examples are oil changes. I mean, we haven't done an oil change in house, with the exception of during recon, mm-hmm. in years. Mm-hmm. That's so smart because it tires uh, your. It, t- t- it oh, is man. no one. You can have an A-rated tech doing 20 dollars oil change. Yeah. It's just not worth it.
1: it not worth it, worth it at all. At that's that's always been the like. I can't, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that okay 90 miles away the car's broken down everybody freaks out in my shop in my office and i go well hold on y'all we can figure this out sure. but i like the way you've already got it pretty much set in motion i guess but you have to do that early on I like yeah that.
2: it's and you have to have these this network yeah. sort of stuff oh yeah it's, it's a non-event i mean it, it truly is a not and mm-hmm. with, with the you know with the search capabilities now even if somebody calls hey i'm on my way down to florida yeah. i just broke down north carolina let's be honest if you Mm. you, you can you can make it happen you really can you get on google and you you're searching some shops and it might be a a bit of a pain to make a bunch of phone calls and make it happen but you certainly can make it happen
1: so you have a reinsurance set up right yes okay so buckeye buckeye's great supporters of the podcast and how let's talk about that how did you get into the when did you start your reinsurance? was this something you knew about right off the bat or yeah actually
2: Day one. um wow, hard to believe. You guys
1: so freaking smart. No, 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 no.
2: no. Listen, I thought that far. I, no, I some, I had some good. I had some. I, I hired consultants. I hired Chuck and David. And oh, we brought nice, them on nice. before we even started business. uh That's So
0: interesting. Yeah.
2: So I had, he started, he did
0: he the right he way. He started a business. <laughs> yes, he wasn't he just a green he's trying to yeah. sling cars and yeah. talk yeah. to yeah. no. Exactly. We, we, we actually business. talked
2: to people knew what they were business talking about. Thing. Yeah, it's interesting. What a concept, right? um But no, we 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 came in and we started from day one. We're different company we're with now, but we started from day one with it, um, uh, you know, setting up the reinsurance. It started off with basically debt cancellation back in the day and a warranty. And then over time, it just, we added some other products like mm-hmm. CPI and gap as, as the years went by, but, but we had a reinsurance company from the, wow. the very first sale that we did. Uh, we had, uh, it, we, I mean, it hurt on cash flow early on. Yeah, sure. That's one thing that, that, that we sort of weren't told. Yeah, people didn't. People didn't. They didn't tell us like you're going to reinsure all this capital, but you're not going to have any profits for many years because yeah. you're just starting a portfolio mm-hmm. early on. So, but it, it, it
1: helps you tax wise, so that that's always a great it, thing. It did. Yeah, it, it, and yeah. It, um, so what is the is that the I mean, is the reinsurance going to be the best decision you've ever made in, in this business, or do you have something that you look at and go, actually, this is the best thing I've
2: ever done? Um, I mean, the re for for a. For a for, uh, looking at your future kind of thing and financial yeah. future. Um, you know, I can certainly look at it as, as the, you know, as the best thing that is certainly mm. the best thing we did, um, as far as financially goes, Yeah, does anything else? No. Uh, but as far as, no, it, it yeah, matters sure. a lot, but as far as, uh, uh, the, the business aspect of it, um, I think trying, not the shameless plug here for us, just trying to sell the best card uh, that we can and and offer complete transparency to our customer from day one. We always believed that. We we didn't mm. want to, you know, we don't want to be the snake oil salesman. We didn't, yeah. We just wanted to put it out there. Here's the deal. We never wanted the hard sell, never. Mm. We, so to putting out a good product, trying to be as honest as we possibly can about it um you know it's a difficult industry mm. sometimes but to be to be supportive in the public to sell a good vehicle to be transparent i, I mean to, to adopt that model day one like i always say i will not sell a car unless it's a vehicle that i will hand the keys to my wife and kids so to drive driver. across country I, and mm. and i know that uh, that might not be a common theme and for everybody it out there. better be it, it if better you want to be. stay in business right yeah. <laughs> so that we live we sort of live that model and 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 try to, and it and it built our reputation it built our our, our google following our, our google reviews our yep. facebook following and stuff like that so it I think it was a good decision. It's an expensive decision. Yes, know? it is. I always yeah. tell people, it costs a lot of money to have a great reputation. It does. Because mm-hmm. that means a lot of goodwill. Yeah. That means a lot of warranty work. Moderate that means a lot of body work that's not going to make you any money that's going right. in, but it's, it, it's a quality of the product that's going out. And mm-hmm. that's
1: so important. I think repo rates go down with the quality of the product, uh, especially with body work and things like this. Because if you're proud of something, you don't want to let
2: it go back, right? Yes, something you're proud to drive. That was one of our common... Catchphrases, or you know, have something that you're proud to have something you're proud to. Drive on. speaking of your Google reviews, I, I I didn't look it up today, but I
1: looked it up back when we were in Sarasota, and I think you got two thousand plus yeah. Google reviews. I mean, mm. that's that's balling right there. Oh, so. don't ask for
2: them. That's the you know, there's all this software out there that that pushes you to do yeah. reviews. Yeah, we don't we, we don't have a we don't have software, and we might you ask, ask we of ask. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you're you know, happy with their service, mm-hmm. could you please? It? But we don't send them in a separate yeah. room and lock them in there and, yeah, and make force them do yeah. a review. Um, so yeah, that's a, yeah, and then we have like. Darner 40,000 uh, Facebook likes, which, you know, it's mm. that's a lot. And then, you know, a couple of whatever thousand Facebook reviews as well. So that's. Do
1: you, you think, How big of a deal do you think it is, those Google reviews out there?
2: How much traffic does it drive to your store, you believe? Um, I think the Facebook, I mean, the Facebook and Google, we, we promote them as on our Facebook marketing, but I think yeah. it makes a big deal. I mean, it's in the world we live in right now. I mean, what's the first thing you guys do if you want to buy something on Amazon? Look at the,
1: re- Look at the review. Yeah, so I,
2: I, right. You, so you're, you're seeing that and you're, you're reading the same, you're reading the same review over. Sure. One out of 50, it's going to be somebody that yeah. you might've repoed and, and then they, yeah. they don't like you anymore or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, when 99 or 49 out of 50 are, are, are quality. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely positive. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that sells cars
0: yeah yeah so bill let me ask you this then. on the flip side of that are there one or two things you could look back on and you'd say man these are maybe i chased the wrong ball here maybe i had my eyes off the prize or maybe i maybe you know we went down this road too long and and, and it was really not profitable or a bad idea any of those things stick out to you uh, tell nothing
2: nothing drastic i i mean i i think there was a time a few years ago where I thought about let's get a, a larger group of maybe some lower price vehicles that, mm. and maybe not do like sort of like having second thoughts about yeah. the, the body work side and stuff like that, yeah. because you still have a lot of people that are, that are great people. They don't have that income, but they need the $8,000 car. Yeah. They can't get the $14,000. Yeah. And then we're, we, you know, we, we did try that with, you know, sort of back end you know, back end payments at the end to try to make the payment work. Yeah. But mm. so really, but no knock on wood and I'm truly knocking on wood. Um, We we didn't really have that that blow up or that thing. We look back on and say, "What the heck were we thinking?" That's that's funny when you talk about that trying that lower end because
1: people have been telling me for years, "Well, you're missing a whole segment." But I'm like, "But that's not what I want to be." You know, there Mm. is there is a buy here, pay here down the store. That is that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But now there's a lot of money to be had. There's a lot of money to be made. I'm not. I'm
1: not dissing that
0: product. It's Mm. not
1: what I am. Right. Right. And you got to know what you are. To be successful,
2: it, yeah, I think yeah. right, and a lot of it is, I mean, as far as making the the, the blow up mistake, I mean, and everybody could, we, I could have one next week, I gotta, yeah, but man, uh, but I think it helped having the, the right consult good yeah. songs. I think mm-hmm. it helped tremendously to have a twenty group that every oh, yeah. four months you go in and you're sharing this, and then I have I have three or four of my best friends our car dealers since getting into this business. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the Chan Randash and the Mark Jones of the world are, I consider them best friends and we text daily, you know, yeah. Matt King. A lot of these guys are very close and, and we're, we're sharing this stuff on a daily basis. So, you know, they bring in their experience along with our eight years of experience. And I think it just keeps you from making that, you know, from making that, I, that, that big mistake. Yeah. I can't agree with that more. How long have you been in a 20 20- uh, I started uh, my first meeting was uh, the summer after we opened up, oh, and great. it was uh, it was uh, in San Francisco. And I sat beside Chad Randash, and I talked to him every day since.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know that's that's so crazy. Yeah. We've,
2: we've been in business. This is our thirty
1: seventh year, thirty sixth year. What was it? Thirty six. Um, anyway, but I didn't get in twenty group until my dad was never in one, and he came from a franchise, but I didn't get into it like seven eight years ago. Yeah, and the, the leap that I have seen from you know then until now is just tremendous if i'd have been in this thing since the beginning who
2: knows yeah, yeah. it's a humbling experience especially oh. new people joining oh yeah it's a, and you see new people coming in even experienced guys that were 10 15 years in the business they wow. walk into a 20 group meeting and they think oh we're the big shot of the town and they come into a 20 group and, and mm. they leave we all left humble oh the yeah first, that first sure. meeting or two so it's a humbling experience when you have your peers. That that, that that are really on it that, that, you that, don't you don't know as much when you walk into a room with people bigger than you you
1: yeah, know and, yeah.
2: or not and some smaller i mean oh yeah yeah, just yeah great operators you yeah. use you, you i know guys that sell 15 20 cars a month it's like boy these are just, just tremendous operators and very profitable and stuff like that so
1: something always and i know this is weird but you probably get it coming from a place where it never snows and place where you are at probably snows a lot how do y'all deal with operating a business when you can't go anywhere it's too cold to do anything yeah. what, what's that
2: like uh, i i mean it, it's it's a, it's certainly it's a it's a it's an expensive day whenever it snows because mm. basically all your tax instead of turning wrenches you're paying guys 25 30 bucks an hour to uh, shove snow oh gosh, or to clean off cars so yeah. you, you, have, you have to clean off cars you know two or three days a week you know yeah. but uh but it's three months a year i mean we, we know it's weird every time you get that three or four inches you know the next day or two days after you're gonna check the you're gonna check the the accident slack and it's gonna be three or four yeah. wrecks from snow. I mean, I mean yeah. you, you just know it going in, and it's just that'll gonna, hit your
1: CPI yeah, a little bit,
2: won't it? it? hit the CPI <laughs> a little bit. On well, the flip side, is you guys, you know, guys in Arizona probably have a lot more cars overheating.
1: Yes, we do. You know, yes, I and mean, you right. got people
2: in Florida. might have a lot more paint damage from salt. So yeah. it, it, we all have. There's there's mm. no there, there's there's probably no perfect
1: place. Yeah, South Carolina in the summertime when it's 100 degrees cars overheat a lot oh yeah I mean it's just like you're We're like oh gosh you
2: know you have guys that lose a third of their you know, they Check lose their whole lot so it's
1: we all no place is perfect. Yeah, we get we get that everyone's off. but another thing that you do I mean you're very innovative I think in in our industry and I think it's from your outside perspective looking in from not being a car guy like that's a bunch of knuckleheads and so um you know you did a lot of things during COVID that sped up your transition to to being uh, virtual um you know what are some what's some advice that you tell other dealers out there if they want to to figure out how to to become more broom like or carvana like what does that look like in our space
2: i mean i think first you gotta just back up and look what does the customer want what is the customer asking mm-hmm. for you know what do we what do we all want for that matter we want this this the fastest process possible uh you know we don't want a drag okay, we don't want to wait a whole saturday or we we want to and we want to do it on our own terms so if we want to log on at two o'clock in the morning and start a process to buy a car we, we want that process And out. our customers do that oh there, there's no question about it so we so we see that so we we evolved i mean we probably knew the you know from the carbonas and the Brooms of the world i think we all can assume that you know they are the sort of leaders in that space and eventually that we're all gonna have to get there what COVID did is it just brought that timeline from a five to 10 year to a five to 10 month. Mm. I truly feel that way. Yeah, and it sure. it, it mm. forced it. So Pennsylvania, you know, we're very aggressive with shutdowns. We were shut down for 90 days, yeah. um, but we, cool. um, but, but we, we adopted a delivery curbside pickup model. Um, and 90 days, I just told the story earlier about this 90 days later, uh, we were open, back. we oh, Pennsylvania opened back up and my sales ladies basically said, why, we were we had our best three months we ever had. Why are we gonna open up these doors? Hmm. And that was July of whatever 2020. Yeah. And they came back and, and we waited until that following February of 21 to open up. Nobody hmm. walked in our door except for employees for almost a year. Wow. And it was the best year we ever had in business. Hmm. So that sort of proved it was it was almost like a, a beta test, but it was a live beta test that we had to that, that we had to force this to make this work. So now we're at the point where half the vehicles that we sell are delivery. are curbside pickup, and about 5% are people just roaming around the lot trying to buy a car. Yeah,
1: so, you know, the the old adage is, you know, there's an up out there. Go get him, right? And so that's really changed our industry a lot over the last five years, maybe 10 years. But there's still those people out there. I mean, you say 5%.
2: You really think that's a true number? It is a true number. No, really? we track it so that we know I could we know exactly what it is. Mm. It's actually four percent, to be honest. It's 96. four uh-huh. percent uh, that actually yeah, we pulled it two months ago, but I mean I could get it yeah. in real time too. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 just a it's a it's a very, very small number. And you know, but the whole our whole concept, I mean, you, brought, you talk about the up. There is no ups at our place. We do mm-hmm. a shared, we, do, we, we don't We do commission. We do hourly. Everybody's hourly with a little bit of a bonus. So that's out of the question. All the things that cause conflict, I always say. All the things that cause drama, yeah. I don't have anything to do with. Um, so, yeah. you know, the commission structure. Okay, it's your up. No, we work as a team. Uh, we all multiple to an auto-raptor CRM, and 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 they're seeing it. So anybody can, anybody yeah. can work a lead. Everybody's worked DD sales staff they're all working as a team to get the vehicle to deliver the curbside pickup Hmm. and they just they have an hourly rate to do that particular task so Um, so. if a customer is out there
1: as a real uh do you send them a virtual uh application and all
2: that is that how that works so if they show up on the lot i mean we're we're anti hard. we're probably the least hard sales car dealership in america um to the point that if somebody's walking our lot they can literally be out there for an hour walking around mm-hmm. and <laughs> no one will go out no one there because that's our process yeah. you know the detail guy might be walking through to grab a car and he'll yeah. he'll nonchalantly say hey if you need anybody just go on just yeah, yeah. just go on and they'll help you out grab and the keys we, to whatever you and, want yeah and it literally gets to that point <laughs> so we are the most non-hard sell you'll, 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 you'll you'll ever find in the car business, but it just worked for us. And people know, I mean, our reviews, a lot of times will bring up the fact of the no, the no pressure, no stress. I don't feel like we want people, we don't want to force somebody to buy. We don't want to make a sale. We -hmm. want to assist somebody in the person that works at Walmart at the checkout counter. Is not making a sale. Right. Mm. They're 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 closing they're, 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 yeah. somebody's checking. Out. They're yeah. facilitating a they're facilitating They're signing a document. They're, they're signing a document. That. They're, they're, mm. they're, giving, they're, they're running this over the, the thing and they're running and, and they're paying for something. Oh. That's sort of the concept. I'm not saying the salespeople don't sell it all, they yeah. answer a lot of questions, but yeah. they're not there to hard sell. They're there to answer questions. Until somebody is, is is satisfied with everything they need to know, and then let the customer make the decision. Oh yes, okay, now I'm ready to buy, and then we facilitate that process. So. Mm-hmm. You ever getting pushback from customers that feel like you're not helping them enough if they're out there
1: walking around and nobody's talking to them? Um,
2: no, not really. Yeah. I, I think they appreciate. It. I mean, I would. I mean, who seriously? You go into a clothes store. You, like, yeah. I stopped at Hugo Boss the other day to look for some. And as soon as I walk in the door, I have a guy that just asks yeah. me. Yes. <laughs> you <know, the> <laughs> and I always say like. I said to my wife i would have bought a couple of shirts but this guy's breathing <laughs> down my neck when i walk in so what do i end up doing you make a quick lap because this guy's following me you and, you and you bail so i, I don't understand how corporate huh. america didn't sort of figure that out yet. Yeah. well amazon did i guess i mean amazon yeah. Did. yeah those people yeah. yeah that's why they're the biggest company apple figured it out yeah you, did, did apple ever sell you a phone no absolutely no not. absolutely <laughs> not yeah yeah you they have any, some really nice commercials and i watch Oh, i want like I won't. <laughs> you go in and bought a phone yeah. you, you need that there's no those those Apple people are not trading They're not trained in sales. Yeah. They're trained in how to assist customer service, answer your questions, educate wow. you. And that's really what
1: our salespeople are, especially because you know we're selling financing. We're selling a program, yeah. a great car, a reasonable financing mm-hmm. that gets you to work and gets your kids to school and all that. That's yeah. what we're selling. So
2: if they really want it, they're going to come to us, yeah. and we just take care of them and off they go. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. And then along with the credit reporting and long warranties and peace of mind and you keep checking all the boxes. Yeah. You check all the boxes and that means they're ready to buy. And, and I think you're going to get a good customer, which probably helps our delinquency numbers. It helps our oh, – I think sure. it just – it goes right down the line. It just helps It helps all the numbers to be a better business. That's
0: so interesting. By so way. you have different philosophies. And when you come up with these ideas or these things, is it something that you just instinctively know? Like, yeah, what, what do I got to do? Well, I got to buy two flatbed trucks or a trailer and a truck to deliver these things? Go get them. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's I have- got to run them by Monday. Or, or are these – Things that you process through, like how's your decision? Oh, I wish it was. Oh, I was
2: definitely not B. It's yeah. A. Uh, so, we sort of, we sort of joke, and, um, and uh, my sister is one of the partners, and and our controller, and extremely bright. Um, but she always jokes with, "Oh, here we go, ready aim fire." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, with, uh, what's it? Though? Yeah, fire, ready, fire, fire, fire aim. I'm sorry, I don't even know that part. Yeah. It's the complete opposite of what you're <laughs> supposed to yeah. do. Um, so, sorry, ready. I, I yeah. get. We get all the. I sort of gather all the information yeah. quickly. And then and make a decision. And, See, that's so and smart. It's, and but seriously, I mean, how much? Okay, you, you look about the delivery process. For sure. You got to spend you know seventy five thousand dollars on a truck and five thousand dollars on a trailer, and you put up some Facebook posts around it. What's the downside? Yeah. The downside is okay, it doesn't work, and you I have sell to sell the, the truck, truck yeah. for seventy. Yeah. Right? And I keep the trailer for personal use. Like right. like like. Everyone's what, so scared that the they're going to
0: do something, and it's going to like, well, what's it going to do? Oh, yeah, you sure. might spend a couple of days or weeks training on some new process. Right. It's you
1: know, you know, I have analysis paralysis at times,
0: um, and then Definitely. sometimes
1: I just go. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I just go, sometimes it works really well for a
2: while, but then I didn't come up with every possible problem. Yeah, you you'll know what I mean. Go. But you'll you'll never you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll you'll never you'll never do it. I mean, some of you have to get it out there, and then you and then you have to continually tweak it. defend all the decision. Right? we first did it. Yeah. Our, our, when we first did it, we had a, a for signing documents. We were sending drivers with iPads. The people's houses okay and then they would do the documents there mm-hmm. and we found out that people don't have good cell phone service that it wasn't mm-hmm. working it was mm-hmm. a headache so guess what we we did some research i have a I have a fantastic general manager he was our first employee and he did a lot of research on docuscience so we end up using that product and if something if we have to tweak it down the road guess what we'll do we, and we, we continue to tweak
0: mm, the process
2: better. for every single every single aspect we're always making. And it's not me making the tweaks. A lot of times it's that manager or an mm. employee that will say, Hey, can we start, you know, perfect example. We had a car that, that we delivered the other day and it was all salt in a rope. and it was a white car and it basically got there and the car was black. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. my, 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 you know, sales manager said, Hey, I'm getting on the, I'm going to get on the website and, and find some sort of shields for the front of our trailers so they don't get so bad. Nice. And then, and I'm also going to make a policy to tell the drivers that if they're ever that bad it, to run the car through a Run the car through a car wash before it gets delivered. Yeah. Okay, that, so that was two tweaks. Yeah. It was him making that decision. He was just telling yeah. me what he's doing. Yeah. So give people the flexibility to make decisions, and, and that's another thing that really helps. It doesn't doesn't always have to be. I don't have the franchise on great ideas. Let, let let the smart people and let the, let the experienced people that live and breathe it every day make those decisions. And how many employees do you have? Forty uh, five. Okay. Yeah, forty five. Yeah,
1: yeah forty five, yeah. including quarters. Yeah. That's a lot going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You ever envision the buy here pay here industry? Are you because I think you're so far ahead on this? Just having a warehouse, yeah. um, no lot, yeah, and all your cars are inside,
2: and you're just delivering them to them every it's, day. It's absolutely the it, it's it's I've I've spoken at many meetings mm-hmm. and, and had that conversation, and, mm-hmm. and so I think the future is a 50,000 square foot warehouse, yeah. and with three or four delivery trucks and BD sales service. And also a place that you do curbside pickup. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I, I I truly think that, that is that is the that is the future of our business. And it doesn't mean another thing is the the, mm-hmm. the prime real estate yeah. on that on that topic. The prime real estate's gonna be these these ten million dollar facilities that sit on eight acres on a busy highway. Yeah. You don't need them because yeah. I tell people people that come to do curbside pickup, we joke the salespeople say we're ever in Ashton, Pennsylvania. Oh, first time ever here. Yeah. So <laughs> what would it matter if we were Three miles down the road, yeah. in an industrial park, Because right. they're just going to put the address. You they're are. putting the address in the nav, right. and they're going to pull at the front door. They're not coming because they see our light up sign. They're not coming because right. oh, we're going to drive by again. Years ago, even a couple years ago, that might have been the model. Yep. The model of future is is if it's going to be delivering curbside pickup, it's going to be in big open areas. One other thing it does, even if you have a hot customer. They're
1: not around all the other customers, so yeah. you can calm the situation down a lot quicker and get it resolved a lot
2: faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the process. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I say it a lot. Mm. The last, you know, six times I was at my dealership, and I'll pop into the sales lot for an hour or two here and there. The last six times I was there, the last two weeks, there wasn't a single customer in the mm. in the lot in, <laughs> in the showroom. Yeah, and that would concern a lot of people. Yeah, goes yeah, like, like, crazy. Oh my like, god, there's no one here, yeah. but I have I have three sales days on the phone. Uh, you know, and it's a it's a hopping place there's no customers but then at the end of the day i'll, I'll look at the recap we sold five cars wow. we had three deliveries and two curbside pickups hmm. but if a curbside pickup is anywhere from eight to 12 minutes that it takes the odds of me seeing that two customers a day to do curbside pickups it's 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 you know it's, you know one in 20 that i have a chance to actually see a, a hmm. customer a lot so it's a whole wow. it's it's just a different it's just that's definitely a different model
1: we got a lot to learn yeah and bill can help us learn huh? Yeah, yeah yeah and you yeah, know we're here at DPG,
0: yeah,
2: in we're at Phoenix now. Phoenix, huh? yeah, yeah. Awesome concept. You you enjoying yourself right now? Absolutely having a great time. You guys are doing a good job yourself. This well, is great you. for the independent dealer. It's a big thing. We need it, and I really appreciate what you guys That's are doing. True. And I appreciate what Buckeye's doing as well. You Guys, have oh, a lot of great stuff coming down the road. And and they are they having having all of us here together.
1: You and I have never been in a 20 group, okay. so I would really never get a chance to talk to you like this. Um, you know, and some there's some really big guys. You you being one of them here. That i would never get to see and mm-hmm. i can sit and go ask them a question and sit with them and they they're going to talk to me yeah, yeah. this is
2: this is innovative. Yeah. yeah, I love the concept. I hope that in the future, it's, it's something like this, which I think it's going to be once a year and then a couple of 20 group meetings. Yeah. But this is to, to have everybody. I mean, I was in three 20 groups over the years and to see the my previous members that I, that I considered close friends yeah. and especially my first group that was sort of a beginner, a starter group yeah. that were smaller dealers. Yeah. And to look back and sit at dinner and thank those gentlemen for, for what they taught me that first year, two or three, and, and yeah. how it helped evolve the business. I mean, it's priceless.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, Bill! Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank
2: Thank you so much, guys. Dealers helping dealers.
0: Please leave us a review and subscribe the Independent Dealer Podcast.